Okay, this is the Mimer and Daf Kofir Aleph for Parsha's Kisisa. It begins with the quote from the beginning of the Parsha. Kisisa says, when you lift up or count the Jewish people, could they have for their counting? Each one should give the atonement for his soul to Hashem. This one should give, etc., half a shepherd. Now, Meshra Abena was called the trusted shepherd. That is, in this idea that it says that he embeds trust, that is, just as a shepherd directs his flock and he's takes care of them, and he, and he provides for them constantly in the fields. Similarly, Moshe is the Raya Mehemna, that is, he is the trusted shepherd who cares and nurtures and uh, concerns himself with the Jewish people in general, which is this quality of Amunah, that the Jewish people are innately believers because they are biologically the sons of believers, that is, that it is rooted in their soul from the very essence from whence their bodies are, uh, their shamas are hewn from, that the Jewish people were the original idea for which Hashem created the world, of which He renews all of creation every day, continuously from something to nothing. However, this quality of Amunah is sometimes only remote, it's makif. In order for it to have an impact on the person in a personal way, Bipnimius, is through the Maishar Abena, which is the quality of Das, that he satiates and he sustains this Amunah, that it should be a complete Amunah, a strong Amunah, and it should reach the very essence of his soul. And that is through the quality of Das and analysis that one contemplates how, in truth, all the worlds, higher worlds, that is more aware of Hashem, lower worlds, less aware of Hashem, all have literally no stature before Hashem. Like it says, he is Hashem exclusively. He is the one before, before he created the world. And the creation of all worlds are only the quality of Malchus. Like it says, it is the Malchus of Hashem, which is this very shallow, detached level. And that's where creation can reach. Like it says, Yisbar Shimcha, we will bless only the name of Hashem through the mouth of all living beings constantly. Meaning, what we can bless in the mouth of uh, human uh, of created beings, that is a reference to the angels called the Srafim and the Efanim and the Chayis HaKodesh, what they can reach is only the level of his name. Again, the level of the expression of his malchus. Now we are told that Hashem speaks, those are his instructions, that is this quality of malchus, which is via Hashem's speech, as it says in the Tukudi Zayah, and like the physical behavior of a king who conducts his kingdom through his instruction and through his commands. Similarly, all of the conduct of the worlds, that is the higher worlds, the more evidently godly worlds, less evidently godly worlds, all come from the spoken word of Hashem, so to speak. And this is their existence, this is their life force, this is their creation from something to nothing. Like it says, for he spoken it was, that through one spoken word, Hashem created. And just as there is no comparison to the mere spoken word of a person relative to the very essence of his identity, and even more so in the nimshal of Hashem, that the creation of all of existence and their sustaining, which comes, quote, only from the word of Hashem, is so insignificant relative to the very essence and identity of Hashem. They are all completely surrendered and as if they have no stature at all, not even the stature called Mamale, no thought can grasp them. Now, from here is expressed this Shefa and Ratzayim, to instill the amuna, which is in, 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 into the personalized, and this is what Hashem says to Moshe, when he says, lift up the heads of the Jewish people, that Moshe, who is the one who uplifts the head and the mind of the Jewish people, 
who are innately believers intuitively because we're the sons of believers. So in the times of the Beis Hamikdash, this was achieved through the half shekel. The times of the Beis Hamikdash, they would bring the half shekel, uh, which would pay for the karbonis on the mizbeach. The idea of the karbonis is that we bring our animalistic characteristics onto the altar, and a fire comes down from above in the shape of a of a lion, and it consumes the carbon. And for this reason, the nefesh of Bahamas of the Jew becomes subsumed and minimized into Kedusha to the point that he becomes linked with his Das and Bina to the infinity of Hashem to be completely surrendered to him. Now the Beis HaMinsh has been destroyed. The Anshik have established the davening in the state of the Karbonas, like we say, the world stands on three things, and what is Avoida? This is the service of the heart, a reference to davening, and davening is designed to penetrate the very depth of our understanding, the infinity of Hashem. How he is exclusively before the world was created, Hashem is Elikeinu and Avaya is Echad. That means that the Echad is even now, after the world has been created, even though it has time and space and measurement and so forth, it is still the oneness of Hashem, because relative to Hashem, it is no difference now than before the world was created, when there was no time and space. Like uh, the Psukim that support this, and through this, when we dive in, our point is uh, to extend this echad into our awareness through the intellect that we should be fired up in our hearts to have this absolute passion for the service of Hashem to be in total oneness. Explanation being this that it says that it is like the smoldering cauldron that smelts silver, so too is a person, that is, that powerful love that comes from above to below, that stimulates the love within the Jewish people, is still only in a sort of makif way, that is, it's it's only uh, detached, like it says in my right hand, I embrace you, like a, a lion that roars to arouse the Jewish people. But this is only going to be personalized after the contemplation of the Kriya Shema, when we declare the Shema and the Baruch Shein, that is, both the Yehudi Ilah and the Yehudi Tata, and then in Shema Esrei, when the davening, which stands in the place of the Korban. This fire that comes down from above, this quality called the lion that consumes the carbon, which is a reference to our animalistic impulses, that is, that we transform the Ratzon and the Chemer Haguf, the materiality of the body, to be exclusively to Hashem, that there should be only the oneness of Hashem and no stranger with it. And this is what is indicated in the smelting of silver. Similarly, just like silver is naturally contaminated by other minerals, and they're absolutely embedded within each other, but through the cauldron, they clarify out and remove all of the sediment so that all you have left is the pure silver and all of the sediment becomes separated out, and the more fiery flame it is, and the more times it's returned to that flame, the more it becomes purified. So this that was there and concealed and contained within it, all of this uh, sediment, which becomes uh, extracted through the fire and comes into the uh, to, to become evident the more longer it stays in the fire. It goes from hidden until even the most subtle and minor of impurities are there, and they are no longer mixed with the good on the top left-hand column. Similarly, the Nefeshah Mahamas with the divine spark that it is mixed in with it, the concept of the mixing of good and evil in absolute unity, to the point that it is a fiery flame that comes from within itself in the davening of Shemunah Esra, which is the form of this the, the divine roar of a lion, 
And through this, it clarifies out and separates out all of the sediment that is mixed together from all of the um, schmutz that's there, even to the most subtle, as we understand, this is the reason why we say specifically, forgive us. Because all that we have thought about until this point in Kriya Shema and in the Pesuk the Zimra, with the fiery flame that comes from below, and even more so, it is aroused from above, this great level of love. And then even the heavens are not clear enough for it, because relative to this Atzmas, the very essence of Hashem's, who is the Matzil, the producer of all of this, they have no stature. That is, together with all that is received from around and surrounding, and also down here that is revealed, all of these subtleties of subtleties that are mixed together, good and evil. And this is why you have this great sin, even in the most subtle form. And we say, Slach Lanu, because this tiny thread that is comparable to a mountain relative to the MS, like a person who's standing before a king, even the minorest of distractions is considered a form of rebellion, and all that he does will never be able to reach to the true level of the king, where there should be nothing between the person his devotion to the king. This is what we say uh, in the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, that when uh, Bar Kamsa made a slight deficiency in the eye, that for the Goy, for the Roman emperor in the story, he wouldn't consider that to be a deficiency. But for us, it is considered a deficiency because it is a minor, although it's minor, it is a deficiency in the Chachmah to perceive godliness because of the harshness of the darkness of the body and this which has no impact on the mind or on the heart that surrounds it. Uh, But it is still, even though it is absolutely subtle, this type of negativity in the breaking down of the 288 divine sparks at the time of the sin of Adam Arisha that made all of the world materialistic and crass, like it says in the Zahar. And that's why for the Roman emperor, for the guy, the idol worshiper, who only derives his nourishment from the backside of Hashem, this isn't considered to be sufficient, significant, because he's innately already somewhat separated from Hashem. But to the Jew, who is the whole purpose for which God created the world, even this mildest of imperfections is considered an absolutely disqualifying blemish. Because the Jewish people's uh, alignment with Hashem is perfect. And that's why it says that they have eyes and they do not see. Because, again, of this mild injury in the eye. Like Bilam, who was also blind in one eye. But by the Jewish people, it says that at Harsina, they all saw. And this is what it explains, that this subtlety of subtleties is only after, it only becomes evident after we have contemplated the depth of Hashem through the passion of Davani which is comparable to the carbonase, which is not the case when we begin the davening. And then good and evil are intertwined, like we know regarding the way of the person that everything seems good in his eyes, that it appears that the, this uh, uh, um, the, a giant mountain is only like a minor thing, and he justifies it and thinks it's fine. He doesn't recognize how bad it is, but once the person becomes more and more passionate about Hashem, even those who are ordinarily the most easily persuaded recognize that even this tiny imperfection is like a mountain of separation. This is what it says that the, in the Pasuk, that each person will give the atonement of a soul, this half shekel, with the shekel HaKadosh HaTruma to Hashem, that in the Mishkan, there were three general ideas. There was gold, silver, and copper. 
And this parallels the three matters upon which the world stands. Taira, avoiding this chasadim, avoida being a reference to the carbonus, which is gold, and the fiery flame that comes from below to above, like we know. And kasif is the quality of chesed, the high level that comes from above to below. This fire, this abundant, passionate love to stimulate the love of the Jewish people that we long for. Yes, we long for the house of our father, and the chayshis copper is the bridge that includes both of them which is Torah, like Nechayshis, is also an acronym for Neuvus Chachma Sholemayla Torah, that it is the streams of wisdom that comes from above of Torah, which includes right, left, and center. Now, we, the difference between Kodesh and Kodesh is that Kodesh with Avav suggests drawing down from the, the detached to the fulfilled, like the vertical shape of the Vav itself that Hashem himself is kadosh with the Vav and separated from time and space. And he is exalted and uplifted, like we know. But kadosh without a Vav, Kufdal Chin, is the very essence of the infinite light of Hashem before it even has these relative terms of surrounding and filling. Then it is an idea of Kedushan separation in the very essence. Not that he is detached and separated from that which is below it. And this is the idea of the Shekel HaKodesh, no Vav there, Specifically, Chris Moshe, who is the shepherd of faith, who sustains and provides Amuna to the Jewish people, like we said, that he uplifts the head of the Jewish people. It is, top of the next page, that he draws down from this Kodesh Ha'elya, this Atmos of Hashem himself, that it should be connected and aligned with us from Sevet to Mamale, and the drawing down of Kodesh Ha'elya without the Vav is in the three pathways of right, left, and center. That is, through Torah, but in this chassad, and specifically, that it should be through mitzvahs that we become sanctified with, again, Kodesh Novav, like we say, that is the level of Kodesh with a Vav, and again, the vertical shape of the Vav suggesting this connection, and this is the idea of the Shekla Kodesh Novav, that it is measured in the quality of Kodesh Elyon in these three pathways that we described. And this is the idea of the half Shekel specifically, because this level comes and is embedded within the Kali in the balance scale to weigh out the two halves that they should be exactly identical and from half it should be given. Similarly, when we weigh something out for its half measure, the half of one is more, is heavier and it weighs down even more so when it comes down lower and lower through the tiny bit that distinguishes it. Uh, relative to the other half in the other measuring side where it becomes uplifted higher and higher, as we know. Similarly, the idea of Kodesh Elyon is that we measure in this balance scale on the side of Chachm the right side and the left side. That is, from one half that goes down lower, just like in the physical balance scale, when one side goes down, the other goes up from below to above in these three different kavan to add light in atzivas through the action of the 248 obligatory commandments. Then in general, this is the idea of illustrating the singularity of the infinity of Hashem and the presence of Hashem, that is, it should be through the half shekel on the left side that draws down in order that there should be an elevation 
on the right side in the mushal that is the half shekel that we give as the truma to Hashem. That is, it is uplifted as we mentioned in the Zaya. And this is the elevation of the Jewish people who were the original idea with the passion for which Hashem created the world from below to above through the davening of Shemona Esri, through the Or Chesed Elyon of the Kodesh Elyon that brings it down to stimulate this love in a quality that reflects that light. And this is what it means when it says, Kisisa, when you lift up the head of the Jewish people, Rish Yisrael, that is, when you wish to sustain them with the Muna from the level of Chesed, from the half shekel of Kodesh Elyon that should draw it down to arouse this love in this reciprocal light, this or chayzer, this half shekel, and from that half you bring the carbonics, which is the elevation of the recipient, the feminine characteristic from below to above, isha, fire, also woman, reich nechayah, who produces this uh, pleasing aroma, like we know that the wealthy cannot increase, nor can the impoverished decrease, and the reason being because it's already been measured out as the half shekel. As it was initially, and if so, even one who is wealthy in mitzvahs or one who is poor in mitzvahs, this is their initial giving from that which has been measured out to them from the measuring of the Chachmi Ilah. This concludes this section of the night.